Hello and welcome back to Smith's Cyclopedia. A very, very sick episode of Smith's Cyclopedia. The only show on the internet that seeks to make an audio encyclopedia of the Smith's career. Um, I'm your host, Casimir Hurd. And my roommate is washing his hands! <laughs> Today, unfortunately, I don't have a full episode for you. We just basically ran into some scheduling issues. Uh, recording session fell through. Don't worry, we still have plenty to go through. But I still wanted to give you something this week. Um, I was planning on releasing this bonus episode maybe like a few weeks in the future. That way you don't get like Caleb on Caleb. Um, but looks like you're getting Caleb on Caleb anyways. So this is a bonus episode where I introduce Caleb to the Smith song that I feel like most of my guests say was their introduction to the Smiths. So I'm very excited for it to come out. We have a good time. We have a laugh. Um, and then at the end, I'll put in um, just a little bit uh, of like suggestions. Maybe we'll have a short playlist this week. Um, couple Smith songs, and then maybe three to four uh, other songs, and we'll get into that later. But for right now, here is the bonus episode. Welcome to the bonus episode section with Caleb McClary, uh, or McClary. Which one do you prefer? Well, I didn't hear a difference of what you said. <laughs> one was more E and one was more E. Eh. I really don't care. Everybody asks and I have... I don't even know which way I say it. All right. <laughs> McClary, McClary. It's so close. I don't care. Yeah. All right. So we've just reviewed the Smith's first three singles. This one is technically their... I want to say their sixth single. Um, But it is many people's, like introduction to the smiths like i would say about half of the guests that i've had on mm -hmm. this has been their introduction track and it's been uh something that they specifically mentioned okay is that because this is like one of their more popular ones it or? is definitely one of their more popular ones okay. um but you'll also you'll also see why okay this song is called how soon is now <laughs> All right. <laughs> Long longer song than yes. the last three. Yeah, it was. Long break in the middle. It was fun. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so what are your thoughts on this? I mean, obviously, like, uh, right at the beginning, you went, ooh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if this, like, plays out if you don't have headphones, if you're, like, in concert or something, but how the, the car is, like, jumping back and forth between uh, <clears throat> the left and right side. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, Morrissey was into, like, bringing technology into it so i don't know if that was like new technology that they were able to figure out how to do or if it's more recent that they added that to it or 
so Morrissey Morrissey was very into old technology. Mm-hmm. He basically <laughs> he forbade uh like their producer and Johnny Marr who eventually became their producer mm-hmm. um from using like synths in their oh, music because yeah. he found them really tacky and really modern and he didn't really like that. Um and so the way that Johnny Marr would get around it is he would use he would use synths, but he would have <laughs> them programmed to be like strings. Okay. And so uh that's that's how he kind of got around it. So Morrissey is kind of like old technology, but Johnny Marr is really into like discovering new things. Okay. So the way and I'll I'll cover all of this on like a future episode that will probably be pretty much dedicated to this one song. Mm-hmm. Um but the way that um him and their producer John Porter achieved the effect is they stuck one microphone that was able to pick up like directions mm-hmm. in the middle and then they had I want to say four Fender Twin Reverbs uh, that so Johnny Marr tracked the guitar and like did all of that and whatever the very like Bo Diddley strum the dun 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 yeah Um, and then they fed it into all four of those amps and they would turn on the tremolo like analog they would stand (laughs) above the amps while they were recording (laughs) and turn on the tremolo settings um, as the song went on and then they would pause it as soon as they would get off track uh-huh. Um and then they just stitched all of that together so it has the stereo tremolo just going oh, really? back and forth <laughs> between the two. Mm-hmm. Um and that I think is one of like the coolest uh the coolest stories of like how something was made musically. Yeah, that was pretty that that probably would be a fun thing to go back and see them create. Yeah. If you had a time machine. Yeah, it would have been it would have been those two four uh four fender twin reverbs. And a whole bunch of hash. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm maybe I need to go listen to this like without headphones. But how does that play like either live or when you don't have live? It's very hard to replicate. Okay. Um, they've found ways around it in like uh more modern settings in both of their solo careers. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time when this came out it was incredibly difficult to replicate live and it was only really when they had a second guitarist join them for uh, like a couple singles and a tour that they were able to really do the song justice live right and even then you know uh basically the way that johnny marr worked in the studio was he would just overdub guitars like crazy Mm mm-hmm is he would have like the tracking guitar and then he would have like all of the extra guitar and then he would probably double both of those and then he'd just do a bunch of other tiny little things on the guitar to add a ton of other stuff and especially when you've got this weird tremolo thing going that's wildly hard to do live i I bet (laughs) yeah i mean heck even with like a looper pedal like that doesn't work the same Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's interesting. I think it's cool how every, like, at least every one of the songs that you've showed me is, like, very distinct, mm-hmm. and their sound is very different. Like, usually when, when you listen to bands, they, like, they get their hit, and they, they find their sound, and they just kind of, like, 
peek off from that like a little bit and you're like oh i can tell this this is this band and obviously the singer still sounds the same and there's little things that kind of come across with all of them but they're all very different yeah that that's one thing that like the smiths at least i find really like uh, endearing isn't the right word <laughs> um, that sounds almost patronizing <laughs> it's one of the things i find most alluring about the smiths yeah. is like you can always tell it is the smiths but each of their songs sounds very different yeah i think that that shows good oh musicianship is that a word <laughs> i mean it is um we'll, we'll stick with it for right now yeah we're another copyrighted word that we're making <laughs> um but yeah um, all right. So, what else about what else about how soon is now? Uh, I was just blown away by the guitar that that whole time. Um, I mean, it's like it's about loving someone for who they are, and you, like not judging somebody because they maybe make different choices from you or something, and you shut your mouth because <laughs> you can't really <laughs> say that someone's doing something wrong than you because you're probably doing a bunch of things wrong yourself. So, mm-hmm. don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, and then what about the, uh, I, I guess you would call them like, uh, the bridge sections of the lyrics where like, it's still the chorus, but he's singing something that isn't, you shut your mouth, how can you say, et cetera, et cetera. So like, um, there's a club if you'd like to go, that, that section. Because oh, you you can make something really you. You go on your own, stand on your own, and you leave, and you leave on your own, that one? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, like, reading through it, it's kind of sad, because, like, it's, like, there's a club, if you want to go, you'll go, but then you'll come back alone, and you're like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. You're, you don't and go then to that last slide, like, you go home, and you cry, and you <laughs> want to die. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not the, the idea they had in mind, going to a club. <clears throat> that's very sad. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cry and want to die. <laughs> All right, so where do you think the title How Soon Is Now comes from? I, w- I was sitting there ho- the whole time, because usually titles are in the song, and I was waiting for them to, to talk about it. Um, uh, I'm going to be really open and show my, my cluelessness. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's perfectly okay. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the Smiths do love to put, like, uh, do love to take the song titles from, like, a specific phrase in the song mm-hmm. but there are a couple where it's like okay it's just nowhere in the song yeah this one there is a slight clue in the second one of these sort of sections um ah here we go uh when you say it's gonna happen now well when exactly do you mean see i've already waited too long and all my hope is gone so how soon is now at least in my mind has always been related to that line in specific. Mm-hmm. That makes sense now that you bring it up. Um, I mean, like they're, they're sick of waiting for something, for happiness, clearly, because they want to go to the club, but they leave alone, and they cry, and they want to die. So to me, it's like they're, they're waiting for happiness or fulfillment or whatever it is that makes you not want to go home and cry and then want to die. Mm-hmm. And their whole life, they've just been told, not now, not yet now is not the time and you're like well how about now is now how about now how about now you're the kid in the back of the car you're like are we there yet <laughs> can i be happy yet? I, I i feel like i've had this <clears throat> conversation with you many many times where i've been like oh why can't it happen why can't it happen now like i'm so sick of waiting or oh, whatever yeah um but yeah a, a, a lot of this is 
probably aimed at Morrissey's frustrations with like um with feeling loved or feeling like um what is the word needed I guess mm-hmm. um which is very understandable like mm-hmm. I, I feel him there <laughs> yeah when you that. see so many other people you know like uh having fun or dating or even like getting married and once again this is a reminder that we live in Provo Utah where <laughs> the average marriage marriage age is around like 21 years old or something yeah <laughs> 22 actually I think is something, what it something is something like that um but uh it, it it's really one of those things where you look at other people and you go like how is it happening so easy for them and then when other people mm-hmm. are like well you know if you just go and do this and it's like well, going and doing this, like, you know, I I stand on my own, I leave on my own, I go home and I cry and I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's not so much a matter of, like, you know, I'm not putting in the effort. It's a matter of, like, if I go and do those things, I don't feel right there. Yeah. Yeah. I just leave heartbroken. And I, I think, like, a big thing, again, going back that we're in Provo, Utah, and everybody who we follow on social media is, like, showing, like, we're we're happy because of this. We did this, so we're we're happy. And then it's like the culture that's like, well, you you better do this now because that's the next <laughs> thing in your life. And then there's a a part of it where like he goes into the songs like where he says, "You shut your mouth." I can say I go about this the wrong way, and it's like I'm trying. Like clearly, that's what I want. That I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to feel loved. I want to find happiness. However, that's gonna do it. But like to to say that you're doing something wrong because you're not in that right now is like how the song says is like well you don't know what I'm going through you don't know like just because I'm doing it differently than you do doesn't say that you can say that I'm doing it wrong like I'm trying my hardest and like Mm Kaz you're trying your hardest so we anybody who says like you're you're 23 you're 24 however old you are you're not married yeah what's wrong with you is like that's not right we're still figuring out our lives we're doing what we can we're 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 working on podcasts gosh dang it we got (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're working on podcasts (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry i can't date now i'm just i'm just really really i'm really really into my podcast right now (laughs) yeah um there's another uh there's another smith song called i know it's over which um i think is kind of similar to this but it has this one lyric that's something like uh if you're so funny, then why are you on your own tonight? And if you're so very good looking, then why do you sleep alone at night? Etc. Etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's because tonight is just like every other night. It's like, <laughs> oh man, for real? You gotta, you gotta rub that in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's meant to be like from the perspective of somebody else saying it yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no, I, I just think that's uh, that's funny. Um, so let's do you have any anything else on this no it's a it, it's a really good that's a really good song to just kind of like apply to our lives right now <laughs> i'm sure he didn't write it thinking like man kids in Provar are really gonna like this song oh yeah but, <laughs> i doubt morrissey even knew that utah existed at the time <laughs> little did he know it worked out great yeah it's one of those songs that is just timeless because it doesn't sound like anything else from that time or really any other time. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics are just super, super applicable. Yeah. I mean, whether it's 
um whether you're a teenager you know like hoping for your first kiss or whatever <laughs> or you're in our stage of life where you're like trying to get through college or like trying to find like someone to love and to love you mm-hmm. or even just trying to like find somebody for the weekend or whatever yeah. or if you're you know middle-aged and in a job where you feel like you're stuck you know you shut your mouth how can you say that i go about things the wrong way i'm human and i need to be loved yeah it it's annoying because like almost every stage of life you have this expectation like you like you just graduate high school like yeah i just did this awesome thing and then there's suddenly the expectation put on you like well now you got to do this you graduate college it's like well now you got to make a hundred thousand and then you have a good career it's like well now you got to retire and you're like just let me be happy where i am (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so I think that will probably conclude our bonus episode. Um, Caleb, any final words for the bonus episode? You'll get more final words in the actual episode. Oh, okay. Um, no, thank you for letting me get on this bonus episode. It was it was a fun time. Yeah, you'll never be allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you're back to me. Um, I want to first off give a big thank you to Caleb for... Uh, allowing me to pelt him with several Smith songs and Smith's records. Um, and I just basically want to thank you as well for being okay with uh, listening to essentially the continuation of an episode for a second week in a row. Um, next week, uh, the next two weeks, actually, we will be talking about, uh, we will be talking about Morrissey and the press and the Troy Tate sessions. And for those episodes, we'll have uh, Elena, who was the special guest on the second episode. She will come back to talk about Morrissey and the press. And then we will have a uh, special guest that I've worked with before extensively for my own music. Uh, he is a local uh, record... Lo- local record? No. He's a local uh, music producer uh, where I live and he's very, very talented. His name is Brady Hoggard. Um, and he'll be talking about, uh, the Troy tape sessions with me, Troy Tate sessions, uh, excuse me, but that's all in the future. In the meantime, let's move on to the next section of the show. Playlists. Alright guys, and welcome back to Here's Some Music. Alright, so this week for the playlist, like I said before, I'm thinking two Smith songs. Um, Now we talked about How Soon Is Now and mentioned I Know It's Over this episode. However, I want to kind of mix things up a little bit. Um, So we talked about how to replicate How Soon Is Now live in, uh, in the episode. So I think I'm going to add in a... Uh, a live performance of How Soon Is Now around the Queen Is Dead tour. Um, So you have Craig Gannon on guitar as well as Johnny Marr. Um, And so hopefully you get a little bit more of that like fuller, nice sound. Um, And then I actually want to say, let's do I Know It's Over, but a live recording of I Know It's Over. My personal favorite one I don't think is on Spotify, but it is... 
a performance of I Know It's Over in Irvine, California, I want to say. Um, basically, near the middle of the song, beginning, middle-ish of the song, um, a security guard starts hassling one of the one of the members of the crowd and Morrissey yells at him. I love I love the performance. It becomes very impassioned. It's very fun. Plus it's very it's so fun to hear Morrissey yelling at the security guards. Um unfortunately, like I said, I don't think that's on Spotify, so I'm just going to put another live version of I know it's over on there. And then as far as uh as far as the other recommendations go, um so I've been reading Johnny Marr's autobiography recently, um, and I am now officially at the point where Johnny leaves the Smiths, which is very sad, but also, like, who really saw that coming? Um, pre- pretty much everyone, because that happened nearly 40 years ago. But he starts talking about his, uh, his work with Talking Heads, so... Uh, I'm going to put nothing but flowers on there, which uh, if you've read Johnny Marr's autobiography, uh, you know that he was asked to come in. And the very first thing he was asked to do was to put guitar down on a track that pretty much was just drums and bass. Um, And so uh, it was super cool to listen to that. It's kind of different than Johnny Marr's uh, style, but you can... You can very much see it as well. I guess that's just what happens when you make a Talking Heads song instead of a Smith song. Um, in addition to that, I have also been listening to a whole lot of Suede. Um, I went on a little bit of a Suede fast recently, I guess you could say, because I just listened to them so, so, so much. And so it's been nice to, uh, to dive back in. And I'm going to recommend pantomime horse from uh from suede's debut album i think really pretty much everything that suede has done bar maybe one or two albums one and a half albums is amazing but i'm recommending pantomime horse uh specifically because according to bernard butler in an interview that i was reading uh pantomime horse essentially came about because he wanted to write, he wanted to rewrite that joke isn't funny anymore um, in 4 4 time instead of 6 4. And then uh, the suede lead singer, Brett Anderson, came up to him and said, You should put that in, uh, or sorry, not 6 4, 8. You should put that in 6 8 time. And so Bernard was just like, All right, I, I, I put it in 4 4 to avoid, uh, to avoid coughing, but I guess it's going. Uh, back in back in six eight now so um but anyways it, it's one of my personal favorite songs i think it's utterly beautiful and for our third song the cure just announced a full north american tour um which i am super super excited about uh like many people i love the cure I don't love them as much as the Smiths, of course. I mean, I haven't started a Cure podcast. Who knows? Maybe in the future, uh, if my obsessions spiral. Um, but in celebration of the new Cure tour, I think I will recommend uh, one of my favorite Cure songs, Hot, Hot, Hot. Um, very, very fun. 
Robert Smith is just having a grand time. The strings section, or the strings, I should say, really amazing. They're probably just synth strings, but, you know, whatever. It's a hilarious, great, fun song. Um, but anyways, that's my short playlist for uh, for this week. And there will be a lot more to come. I'm kind of deliberately doing a short playlist because I have two recording sessions lined up this Saturday. So I will be able to to recommend a lot of songs. But that also means I have to think of a lot of songs to recommend. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. But uh, we don't really have any any mail to report on today plus you know i'll save some to report um to report on in the next two episodes but if you would like to reach the show you can do so by uh sending an email to smithcyclopedia at gmail.com or following us on instagram or tiktok both smithcyclopedia you can also leave us a review uh on apple podcast spotify most places you can kind of just do it in app uh i always read the apple podcast uh the apple podcast reviews um perhaps one of these days i'll look and see if the other ones have a reviews but if you want your review right on the show put it on apple podcast because that is the place that i always look um i want to hear more from you guys and i hope you have a wonderful week i will see you uh with a fantastic episode next week goodbye